Hey guys, welcome to episode 108 of A Wrestling Gal Podcast, providing you with a female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J. As today, I am joined again by the Wrestle Beach, Emily Hayden. Now let's chat. Hello, everybody. Today, I am once again joined by the Wrestle Beach, Emily Hayden. So how are you doing today, Emily? Hey, Beach. What's yeah, I'm, I, I'm doing fine. Um, surviving. I think that's the only word that we can uh, yeah. sum up after the past year. Yeah, I get that. It's just crazy. But firstly, what are your general thoughts as we delve into this brand new year? How are you feeling about it all? Well, after everything that went on with mm-hmm. 2020 last year, I have to say I feel a little bit anxious going into mm-hmm. 2021. I think that's a bit understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm being honest, uh, my mental health took a little bit of a dip. Mm-hmm. So I spent the majority of 2020 just trying to keep myself going and looking after myself. Yeah, I get that totally. Especially like a whirlwind. It's hard to even sum up 2020 because there's so much shit that happened. And then I feel like 2021 is kind of just a continuation of it. Even though it's a brand new year, it's like not the same, you know? Oh yeah, totally. It's like 2020 just kept like snowballing and snowballing. It feels like the even like it's literally the start of the year and it's like the snowballing is still mm-hmm. happening. But um I think that was actually my biggest lesson of 2020 that it's okay not to be okay. We all go through those moments. Yeah. Other other thing that I learned is self-care is very important and don't be afraid to be a little bit selfish to look after yourself. There's a couple of days where I felt I had to be, you know, I'm just going to take this day to myself and just try and uh, recharge. I think that's the best word for it. Now, what are some of your tips or things you like to do to recharge yourself or for self-care? Well, you know something, Ella, like I'm a big (laughs) fan of a bath. I love a good Um, bath. (laughs) I always feel like, I don't know about you, I think this is like a a general thing. Mm -hmm. I, I like to believe otherwise I'm a weird beach that way uh <laughs> that nothing beats going into a nice bubble bath and then you get out and you put on a nice clean pair of clothes or pajamas and uh, and then you go into a nice clean fresh bed that you've just made you know I love that one of my favorite things to do is to binge shows as well or play mm. video games yeah oh I, I had no idea about the video games I had no idea Emily I'm so shocked <laughs> No, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, but you, like I said, you've done a lot since the last time we talked. But before we get into that, how much did you actually get to wrestle in 2020 between the start of quarantine? And I don't know if this is true, but are you guys in like a third lockdown now? Yes, we are actually in another lockdown right now. Jeez. I know, right? We don't learn our lesson. <laughs> but how much did you actually get to wrestle in 2020 like how many reps did you actually get in that last year if any oh wow uh first of all yeah I did kind of do a lot didn't I like since Uh, the last time we spoke yeah (laughs) um oh geez how much did I actually get to wrestle 
I need to sit and think this one through now you, you know because like there was long periods of time that mm-hmm. I was just sitting and there was nothing so yeah <laughs> um let me see so I got to wrestle a few times from January until about mid-March, yes. which is when the first UK lockdown came into place. I think that was actually the first time we spoke as well, Ella. Uh, we talked in May, I believe. So yeah, like in the right in smack in the middle of quarantine, we talked yeah. like in May. Yeah. Because I remember we were bonding over quarantine. We were. <laughs> so let me think, right? I, w- I want to say roughly I maybe wrestled or done something like wrestling related about five times. Uh, I think that's a bit decent, wow. actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm, I'm actually trying to remember exactly. Uh, yeah, about five times, I would say. Oh, that's so sad. Come in compared to other years. What What does last year look like compared to your other years? Like normal wise, like on average, in the past, how many matches did you average compared oh, to my- last year? Oh my goodness. So if you look at like last year, there, it, there was literally only like a handful I could probably count yeah. on like both my hands. Uh, but like 2019 was actually my biggest year for wrestling. That was, that was like the first time in my career where I was actually booked every weekend. So wow. okay. such a such a contrast. But talking about this year, we are now in 2021. What are some of your personal or professional goals for this year, 2021? For professional goals, let me see. Um, I've set myself the bar to be taken more seriously as a mm-hmm. wrestler. I I feel like it's safe to say I've already established myself as a character. Yes. Uh, you know, because like I'm best friends of a toaster, so not a lot of people can say that. <laughs> um but I'm very confident with my my character work oh yes and uh I feel like now is the right time to to show people that I'm not just a comedy wrestler um I I feel like now is the 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 perfect opportunity in fact to show that there's another layer to Wrestle Beach and Mm -hmm. what exactly a Wrestle Beach can do in the ring and what can a Wrestle Beach do in the ring well uh I'm trying to think like round about the, the time frame. So I think it was after we came out of like the main first lockdown. So we had like kind of a little breathing period before the next one. And um, I actually managed to get back into a ring again and do sort of a one-on-one sessions, uh, socially distanced, of course. And um, yeah. uh, so I got to work on a, a thing or two. And I've been working on different styles. I've been playing about with some new ideas. And safe to say, I've got a, a new moveset on the go. Ooh. And you actually get a small taster of it in the episodes that I've done for ICW. So yeah. you better check out those episodes on the WWE Network Beaches. Well, we were going to talk about it later, but how does it feel to be a part of ICW on the WWE Network, one of the biggest networks in the world? How does that feel to have your face, your name, everything like on there? Well, <laughs> to, to, to be perfectly honest with you, um, surreal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, feel, it feels amazing. It's honestly hard to, to put it into words how I feel. Um, it never actually hit me that I would be on the WWE Network until mm-hmm. I had a conversation with ICW owner Mark Dallas and he mentioned it. And literally the, the full conversation was, da, 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 da. 
oh, it'll be cool that you'll get to see yourself in WWE Network. Da, 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 da. And then I kind of uh, stood there like blank face, like, what? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, right. And then I forgot how to breathe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how, are you one of those people like myself that like watching or listening to yourself back, you like kind of cringe and do you like overanalyze everything? Like, myself? yes. Yeah. Yes, I am my own worst <laughs> critic. It's like I could be sitting watching myself and be like, should have done that kick a mm-hmm. little bit harder. I should have shouted that little bit more. And then just moments where you go, what am I doing there? What am I saying there? Why did I do that? <laughs> I feel like a part of it, though, too, is like besides like cringing at ourselves, it's also like watching and learning from ourselves and studying and how like we can improve and stuff and like Im- trying to better implement something in the future. So I feel like even if we're like critical of ourselves, it's important too because we're le- we're still learning and evolving and we can use that for the future. Oh yeah, I do. A hundred percent. I totally agree with you, Ella. It's like it's it's the only way that you really learn and grow mm-hmm. as a as a person, as a performer. And it's definitely motivated me to to push myself even more. I'm determined to use this platform that I have now to show the world who Vessel Beach is and, and mm-hmm. what you can do. Yeah, but besides Russell Beach, you are actually like a quadruple threat girl being Russell Beach, <laughs> Tweech Beach, Advice Beach, Podcast Beach. But since we are on a wrestling gal right now, we'll talk podcasting first. So I know you and Kurt Johansson started Wrestle Pals last year. So can mm-hmm. you tell the listeners more about it and what they can look forward to with the podcast? Ah, my Wrestle Pal Kurt. I love him so much. <laughs> He's a good man. Uh, so I met Kurt through Twitter when he reached mm-hmm. out to me to do an interview for his Kurt's Angle podcast. Yeah. He's, he's like, he's got so many podcasts. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I was fortunate when he asked me to be on one. And um, so we sat down and we'd done the interview and we just sort of, just like me me and you, in fact, Ella, we just hit it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of back and forth. We had a laugh and we had fun. And so then after the, con- uh, the the podcast, we kept in contact and we were showing support for one another with content, you know, like sh- sharing things, retweeting, et cetera. Uh, and then eventually we got chatting again and the whole idea of the two of us doing a podcast came up. And uh, the title of it uh, came about as a joke, in fact, because of <laughs> something that we said in a, our first interview mm-hmm. together. <laughs> um. So, like the the idea that we had for the show in general was that we we talk about whatever we want. Really, mm-hmm. uh, we discovered we had a lot of interest in in the interview that we did, and we decided to put it together in a series where each episode would be more or less a different subject to talk about. So, like one episode we were thinking about doing about horror movies. Yeah, I know. Like, because um, I was quite surprised when I found found another fellow horror movie buff, mm-hmm. and uh, and then like another episode could be about comic books or, or something of the sort. That would be really really fun. But tell me honestly, how has it been adjusting to being a podcaster now? Do you think you've gotten your footing yet? I have definitely not found my footing yet. Okay, <laughs> it's a big adjustment from being the one being interviewed to the one actually having to host. It's a totally different learning podcasting from that side of the table. And uh, it's it's little baby steps for now. Uh, so far, I've had a taster in podcasting lately mm-hmm. by doing the Monet Way show that's hosted by Shane Monet. Yeah. 
and that's uh, more or less like a, a panel show format to discuss mm-hmm. different topics. So after that little taste, it's maybe motivated, and I feel like I'm up to the challenge of developing and, and growing as a podcaster, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to see where the new road takes me. I'm aiming to establish myself within the podcast world, so I'm, I'm really fortunate where I'm going to be working with the likes of Kurt, who has a huge level of experience, mm-hmm. so I know I'm in safe hands, and that I'll be learning from one of the best. I've also gotten the chance to work as a panel member for Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet as well, and that'll be beneficial. Mm-hmm. Uh, the team at Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet, they're a great bunch and again, so much experience and I feel like I'm going to learn so much about working with them and hopefully by the end of the year, I should be an evolved version of Podcast Beach. <laughs> what do you think has been the biggest takeaway or biggest thing you've learned from fellow podcasters as you still find your footing? What has like stuck with you that you've learned? One of the, the things that I've, it's really stuck with me, like even with talking with yourself and, and Carr and mm-hmm. E-Sleep Suplex Retweet and Shane Monet, is just uh, as long as you're having fun, everyone else is having fun. Mm-hmm. As long as you're, you're showing a level of interest, those listening will show a level of interest. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the biggest things that I've learned definitely have to agree like making a conversation fun and like seeming genuinely in- interested and like not like monotone and stuff like having a presence so I definitely it, definitely agree with that yeah definitely because th- there's nothing worse than like, <laughs> like 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 if me and you were talking for example and you're asking me questions and I'm like yeah Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've had those I I mean I've had granted l- luckily it hasn't been many times but I've had conversations like that on a few occasions oh my goodness <laughs> I oh I, I don't know how you you could do that honestly uh, like, I, I would be so embarrassed I, I would be like so what did we talk about now <laughs> yeah like yeah I've had that where I've asked something and then the answers will be so short and then like then you're out of questions like like almost instantly so then you have to like try and think of something because you don't want it to be too short but at the same time like I don't know but yeah that's (laughs) happened a few times not not most people aren't like that but it does happen and you have to adjust to it you have to quickly adapt to a situation because every guest is different so yeah definitely (laughs) <laughs> that's something that I've definitely noticed as well Ella just as, as you say that about like adapting being able to adapt quick yeah it's hard sometimes sometimes like you don't expect like an answer like you don't expect like a guest to answer a certain way or say a certain something and you're just like taken back a bit but then you have to quickly go back to it and like pivot or like follow up with it depending on what it is but yeah it's quickly adapting and everything even if mm-hmm. you have like a a script like myself but yeah. <laughs> now we have to talk about your presence on Twitch, which you started up last year, correct? Yep, that's correct. How much has Twitch affected your sleep schedule? Like, what has your longest stream been, Emily? Because you be Uh-oh. up late, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, thankfully, it's not affected the sleeping schedule that much. Okay. Uh, the the only. Only stream that it's truly affected my sleeping was the first ever stream that I did, I have to say. That was my longest stream. Mm-hmm. And it was myself and my boyfriend, uh, Hearty Bro, for, for those that watch on uh, Twitch. 
we streamed The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time Mm -hmm. and I think that went on for about 17 to 18 hours. Jeez girl. Yeah oh my god I was so (laughs) tired I was so tired while filming it and at some point you can actually see me like my my head dropping like oh my god fighting sleep. (laughs) That was my boyfriend's fault though. (laughs) Why? Because he was determined we were completing it in one sentence. Oh, gotcha. So, yeah. He, oh, that's funny, though. You probably, did you t- drink, like, coffee? You probably have to take a lot of bathroom breaks, too. If yeah. You're to, like, stay awake. See, if you were to actually sit and watch the full stream, you would see so many bathroom breaks. You would actually see there's, like, a, a part where we, 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 like, take shifts. So it's like someone's going in <laughs> and making the coffee or yeah. someone's going in and making the snacks. Because at one point, I think it was, like, and I distinctly remember this, I don't know why, at, like, 5 o'clock in the morning, uh, we were eating cereal while playing. <laughs> we were like, oh, I'm hungry. Like, oh, uh-huh. let's make cereal. <laughs> Well, I mean, you got to get some quick snacks. You don't have time to, like, make a chef gourmet meal, really, unless you have it, like, prepared beforehand. Well, I mean, that's true. I, th- I think, <laughs> in fact, Hearty Bro actually went in and he, and he fried us some sausages oh, okay. as well at one point. So I had to mm-hmm. take over, like, playing the, the, the Twitch stream myself. And obviously, it was my, my first stream, so I was finding it very daunting. So I'm sitting there and I'm like... I'm just sitting here and I'm talking to myself and and I'm sitting here alone and people are watching me play this and I'm so tired and I'm tr- I'm just trying to keep it going. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you have a certain niche for games you stream or is it like a variety? In general, I would say it's a variety. Like uh, the main theme I've been going with with uh, the games uh, I've been picking is ones I've enjoyed when I was younger mm-hmm. and they have that nostalgia feel to me. Uh, in particular, I usually play PlayStation or Nintendo since those are in particular my favourites. But really pretty much anything because I have the means to be able to stream whatever console that, that takes my fancy mm-hmm. that day uh, with the equipment that we have. I'm quite fortunate that way, especially with Hearty Bro. He's very tech savvy. Mm-hmm. So if anything goes wrong, I just panic and, and he saves the day. <laughs> well, in that case, then which game is the most fun to play for you? Uh, the most fun to play. Uh, I'm trying to think of like all the games I've played mm-hmm. so far That's on stream. There's a lot. Uh, it was fun. It was obviously fun uh, playing Legend of Zelda: mm-hmm. Ocarina of Time as a first stream. Uh, as much as it was painful, at, like one point that try to push through the sleep. Uh, but <laughs> another couple of ones that we've played. Uh, we we played like the really old uh, SNES Super uh, Super Mario. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. And uh, I, I got to go back and play one of my my old kind of uh, obscure favorite games, which is Clock Tower Three, which is one that a lot of the the people that, that watch me hadn't heard of before. So that was fun getting to introduce them to that. Hmm. And there's a lot of jump scares in that one. So there was like oh, moments that I totally mm-hmm. forgot about, and I was like, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and you're like live on air, and you're like, oh shit. At one point, I, I flung my controller in the air because I wasn't expecting. Oh, oh my god! I hope someone got a screenshot of that. I really hope someone did because it was, in hindsight, it was funny. It was scary at the time, but it was funny. Uh-huh. Now, do you enjoy watching any other gamers or streamers on Twitch or YouTube or you know, there's Facebook gaming too? But 
Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. There's a there's a fair few that I love to watch. Uh, first one that I, that really pops to mind is Jack Septicai. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you watch him as well? I, I funny enough, I was just watching him because um, I watch a lot of Among Us, so I was watching him um, like that whole group. Like uh, he goes by Spadice in Among Us, so I watch him um, when they played that. Or um, I've been watching Rust a lot recently too. Uh, it, oh, I love his Among Us stuff mm-hmm. right now. It's been making me laugh. Uh, a lot of the the YouTubers I've noticed have been playing it right now mm-hmm. as well, and that's been a good uh, a good giggle. Like uh, for other streamers as well that I like to watch, it's uh, Julian Salmonito, uh, Jenna Marbles' boyfriend. Like mm-hmm. he he does his own stream. I've been enjoying watching him play Among Us as well. <laughs> that's been a good laugh. But uh, just. Well, uh, I remember. You know what I'm like, Elle. I'm sorry, I go off in tangents. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, going back to Jack Septicai, uh, I love his work. Like um, you've seen yourself, he's charismatic. He's mm-hmm. hilarious. Um, I also really like the fact that he he does a good mix of mainstream and indie games as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've noticed as well over the years, and I really admire this about him. He does a lot of charity work. And he's constantly doing streams for different charities and promoting mental health awareness. And um, two of my all-time favourite game series that he's done, it was for a game called Doki Doki Literature Club. And it is so weird. If you have not heard of it, I suggest you look that one up. And Shadow of the Colossus, which is one of my all-time favourite games. Mm. And... um, I'm trying to think. There is another person that I really love. Oh, uh, how can I forget her? Gab Smulders. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I've heard of her. Love her. She she instantly became one of my favorites when I seen her playthroughs of the Project Zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's called Fatal Frame in America, in fact. Uh, but those uh, game series, uh, she's quite unique mm-hmm. where uh, she plays a lot of indie obscure games, but in particular from Japan. And she'll actually translate them from the original Japanese into English so that fans can get the proper translation and dialogue, which I think is cool. So I'm a big fan of her work that way. Well, good to know that um, some streamers that I haven't heard of, but I'm going to check out because I've been following more recently, like streamers and stuff, and I'm just really getting into it. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely going to check those out. So thank you for the recommendations. I would highly recommend. As a Tweech Beach. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tweech Beach approved. Yeah. Now switching gears here, you are also known as Advice Beach. So what is one piece of advice you've received that has stuck with you throughout your years in wrestling? Oh, wow. That is a good question. I think the best piece of advice that I ever got was from my coach, TJ Rage. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was so nervous just before I went out for my first ever match. And uh, he walks over to me and he asked, you nervous? And I was like, yup. And his his response was, good. And then he walked away. (laughs) And um, he later elaborated, like after after I seen him after the match, and he later elaborated and said, if I'm always nervous before I go out, that means I care. It means that I care that I want to put on a good show. It means that I care about wrestling. Uh, And then he followed that up by saying, the day that I'm not nervous before I go out before a match is the day that I no longer care 
and I should really think if I want to continue with wrestling or not. Yeah, that's a good one because if you like see that you don't care or like you see that you lost your love for it, it's time to hang it up. You know, you shouldn't go out there if your heart's not in it anymore. So that's a really good piece of advice. I feel yeah. that way with a, a lot of stuff too, like just in life in general. But that's exactly if you've not got the the passion for it, mm-hmm. you're not gonna give it your all. Mm-hmm. So it's like why, you know. exactly (laughs) now we got to talk about our mutual love for the series two broke girls yeah firstly i know the answer to this already but who is your favorite character and why it is max Max. i love max she is my spirit (laughs) animal as you know me and my boyfriend we binge watched the whole series during lockdown Mm -hmm. Uh, oh, Max has got the best quotes. Like the, Caroline has her moments as well, but yeah. I, it's just Max just <laughs> resonates with me on a whole other level. Uh, that and she's got big tatas like me. Yeah. So I relate. <laughs> and always making jokes about Han, like I, like just the placement and timing of certain like jokes and stuff is just always so spot on. I am <sighs> at the beginning of season four now. I'm still binge watching it, but I have to agree. <laughs> I love Kat Dennings too. So yeah. Oh, she's so good. I love her so much. <laughs> now I know you had to give this some thought, but what do you think is if you can't narrow it down to one, what do you think is your favorite episode or two? You know, out of all the questions, like uh, and I knew this one was coming. This is the one I was like, oh, this is a tough one. Like compared to everything else you've mm-hmm. asked me, I was like, that's is the tough one. So I sat and I had to think about it. And I literally discussed this with my boyfriend mm-hmm. as well. <laughs> we had a full conversation about it. Uh, I need to go with, so there's a few, but I have to go with the two, the two broke girls and the neighbors and uh, the upstairs neighbor, which is the episode where Sophie first comes into mm-hmm. the show. Yeah. And I just love the whole, like the whole gag that, that she, they think she's a prostitute. <laughs> With the swings and all the, yeah. <laughs> and the sex swings and uh-huh. stuff. And then the big punchline at the end is that she, she runs a well-established cleaning, cleaning business. <laughs> and and that porch swing in the apartment as well, mm-hmm. like that, that was just, that was just a cherry on top of a, a, an amazing episode. And then that they actually go and try for her cleaning service after they find that out. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh <laughs> and then the other episode I like is uh two broke girls and the rich people problems where they break into Caroline's old uh, townhouse. Oh my yeah. Uh yeah. I've never laughed so hard. It's the see, it's the scene where the two of them are covered head to toe and Caroline's like old stuff like mm-hmm. they're wearing like our fur coats and mm-hmm. all that and it's just it's the the cut to them sitting on the subway and mm-hmm. the doors closed that that just always gets <laughs> and then Max just like Max had never seen like a real like bathtub before I believe it was Max yeah um, and she's just like sitting there soaking while Caroline is like basking in all like the other stuff and then the alarm goes off <laughs> Oh my goodness, that bit gets me so much. It just cuts to Max and she's sitting there just living her best life with the, the glass in the hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if only. I wish I could be in that situation. If only. It's okay, though. Um, now, what do you think is the funniest moment in the series? There's a lot. But oh, no. Which there, one there is, is the most lot. memorable to you? Oh, there is a lot. So, I had a hard time narrowing this one down as well. But I... 
I can confidently say I know what one is my favourite, like, funniest moment of the show. And it's in uh, the episode two, Broke Girls and the Inside Outside situation. And it's it's the one where the girls refuse to sell cupcakes to this artist and he's Mm -hmm. named I. And it's uh, because he wanted to put cocktail weenies in... And, and, and into the, the actual cupcakes mm-hmm. so the cupcake shop ends up getting boycotted and there's like protests happening outside <laughs> I'm laughing actually thinking about it um so Max opens up the shop window while they're protesting outside and the famous drag queen Chad Michaels is standing mm-hmm. there and he's dressed like Cher and Max just with her reaction when she goes oh my god <laughs> and then she shuts the window and Caroline asks her what happened, and it's her response. I literally, I, I literally have tears. Like you can't, you from, can't even from, say it. I'm laughing so much. It's, I need to compose myself. So Caroline asks her what happened, and she responds, "Share hates us too. We must be wrong." <laughs> I'm actually crying from laughing so hard at that. <laughs> It was just one of those ones I was not expecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually in tears laughing so hard thinking about that. <laughs> All right. I'll give you a second to compose yourself. Oh, my goodness. There's so many funny moments, though. Oh, oh no. What, what about you? What's your favorite moment? <sighs> There's so many. I wasn't expecting you to flip this on me. Ah, the tables have turned now. I Well, I think one of... I talked about this um, on Scottish Wrestling Network of my favorite episode. I guess it has to go back to my favorite episode. So it's the episode where um, so uh, Oleg is trying to impress Sophie and he has Caroline redo his apartment. You know, he had like the waterbed and like the swing and everything was just raunchy. And then Caroline turned into like an old lady apartment. And then, so like when Caroline, Han and Max are there and then Sophie knocks on the door, he pushes them all into the closet. And then you see his sex doll who I can't remember the sex doll's name. But then Han goes into the closet too, and Han is like barricaded against this the sex doll, um, like the blow up doll, like front to front. And then he's just like, "Get this off of me!" And then Max like makes some joke that like that's the most he's like ever. That's probably the first time he's ever experienced like a frontal thing. And then they all fall <laughs> out together, and the doll falls on Han. And it, I, it was just really, really funny. But um, that one sticks sure, out in my brain a lot for some reason. <laughs> I just think it's really, really funny. And the fact that then that Sophie like liked like the waterbed and all that, and like Caroline went through all that trouble, and then just to find out that like it wasn't even her taste. <laughs> yeah. It was so it was it was just Sophie's reaction because yeah. it was at the old lady place, and you can yeah. see in her face she she was just not amused. Yeah, she's like, oh. <laughs> And then they're all just stuffed in the closet. And then there's like this blow up doll there. And then it was just so funny with Han. And then I think Max got like her something caught on in the hangers or something. It was just all it was so funny. Like a lot was happening in that closet. Oh, wow. Oh, poor Han. Han always, always gets abused. <laughs> poor Han. <laughs> oh, man. Now, what are your thoughts, speaking of, like, Sophie and Oleg, what are your thoughts on their relationship? It's been up and down. 
Oh, wow. I know, right? I know in the end. So I'm only at the beginning of season four. I know at the end, I think Sophie gets pregnant or something. Oh, um, good. Because I was literally going to ask like yeah. the spoilers. So I didn't spoil anything for you. No, I, I know about that. Um, But go on. Okay. So I loved the relationship. Mm-hmm. I have to say it was one of my favorite parts of the show. Um, in particular, I, I really like the character development that they did with mm-hmm. Sophie and Oleg as a couple. So who would have thought that these two characters mm-hmm. in particular would have been married and, and having babies with other people, let alone each other. So I love that so much. Uh, the chemistry is on point. <laughs> it's uh, like like, like you, you were saying, Elle, like the first time Oleg meets Sophie mm-hmm. and she's just putting him down, she's putting him in his place <laughs> and that, and, and, and he's just digging it. I love that. Um, like... I feel like she kind of became a parody of herself by the end, mm-hmm. though. Uh, you'll, I, I think you'll see what I mean, like, the more that you watch it. Like, I think mm-hmm. it's, like, after she has the baby, I feel mm-hmm. like she she becomes a parody. But she, she she's brilliant nonetheless. And um, uh, the, the show overall was great. It was, it was great for showing strong women, uh, which was mm-hmm. empowering. And that's why I loved Sophie with Oleg because she was a strong woman and that's what attracted Oleg to her. Mm-hmm. And he even encouraged, uh, encouraged her and supported her in whatever she wanted to do because she was such a strong woman. She could do anything. Mm-hmm. And we love to see that female empowerment. Yes, we do. Now, what other shows or movies are you into? I know you said you're into horror, but what shows or movies specifically do you enjoy? Oh my goodness! This this is just this is like opening Pandora's box okay. with me, you know. Since I'm I'm such a movie and TV buff, mm-hmm. uh, it's hard to to narrow down. So if it's all right with you, I'm gonna run off like a few okay. names. Absolutely, go on. Uh, here we go. I will roll up the sleeves <laughs> of it as I do this. <laughs> so a few of my all time favorite shows are Friends. Like that's one I, mm-hmm. I constantly rewatch. Uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh yep, I've rewatched yep. that. Mm-hmm. Yep, I've got the box set in there. It's it's like one of my prized possessions. Mm-hmm. It's on Hulu too. Oh, is it? I didn't yeah, even know it that. It is. I've rewatched it so many times, and I'm like, I've watched this, but I'm gonna watch it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly how I feel with uh-huh. it as well. Uh, the the Chilling Adventures of Su- Sabrina as well, which I recently mm-hmm. just finished before we we started the interview, and oh my god, that ending! Like I was gagged. Uh, <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race, I love watching mm-hmm. that as well. And what makes it even better is my boyfriend loves watching it with me. Oh, that's <laughs> so, awesome! <laughs> yeah, so I've I've actually got someone I can sit and, and talk to about it. Uh, during lockdown, I mean, because obviously, mm-hmm. like my my friend, I've got friends that watch it, but <laughs> anyways, I digress. Uh, a show called Lost Girl. A lot of people haven't really heard of that one, though. I haven't heard of it. It's like it's basically kind of like the the way I always describe it, it's it's the Canadian version of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, okay. Uh, which Buffy the Vampire Slayer is on the list as well, mm-hmm. of course, because we we stand women empowerment. <laughs> and uh walking dead so those are like my favorites to watch and quite a lot of ones i like to go back and watch i'm actually a big fan of anime as well and uh sailor moon helsing Mm -hmm. oh you love sailor moon 
girl. I grew up on Sailor Moon. I don't know if yes! they had like a, I don't know if they had blockbusters in like in Scotland, UK, but it's basically like a video renting place. I would rent Sailor Moon all the time. I have a my background is Sailor Moon on my phone, and I have a Sailor Moon sticker on my laptop. Oh, I love that so much. <laughs> that is amazing. Like we we had we did have blockbusters and we also had one called uh, Global Video mm-hmm. uh, for all the the Scottish listeners out there mm-hmm. and I was the exact same I would be renting out Sailor Moon mm-hmm. we had it on Fox Kids over here as yeah. well uh, oh wow another one as well uh, was Dragon Ball I used to love watching mm-hmm. that still love watching that. Uh, and now I've got two cats that are named after characters from oh, it. I love that. <laughs> uh, we've got Goku cat that's uh, cuddled up beside me right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, Krillin. So mm-hmm. Goku and Krillin, those are my two cats. You can tell that I love anime. Yes. Uh, I can't take the credit for that one though, Ella. That That's my boyfriend. He, he named those cats. They oh. came with the relationship. <laughs> it's okay. Just say it was you though. Nobody's going to know. That's true. It's not, it's not like anyone listens to a wrestling gal, you know. <laughs> no, nobody's listening. No, just, oh, it's just, it, just, it's just us having a go. So mm-hmm. now, uh, go on, go on. Oh no, sorry. I was just going to say. Uh, now that we've like kind of narrowed down shows, we can actually get to to movies. But don't worry, my movies are a lot more thorough than okay. than TV. So, like, my all-time favourite movie is Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. I love Bill Murray. That's where The Best of Beautiful, The Only came from uh, in one of my oh, yeah. earlier versions of Emily Hayden. Uh, I also love Howl's Moving Castle mm-hmm. and uh, Evil Dead, Army of Darkness. That's a good one. Yes, absolutely love it. And anything by Adam Sandler, Jim Carrey is also mm-hmm. a win for me as well. So a good variety of comedy, horror. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We stand that. We stand that. What about you? What's your favorite movie? Um, I I'm have two I have two favorite there's so many. Um, like today I'm more drawn drawn to like psychological thrillers, but all the time, um, I really love the parent trap, um, the 1997 version. Yeah. And then, um a movie from the 40s it's called and then there were none because i love it it's based off of the book um it's basically like a mystery like murder kind of thing um which like i'm into like crime and all that so that's from the 1940s so i like to go back and rewatch that um but today like i'm really into like psychological thrillers of today for like movies there's a lot um like there's one called exam Oh, there's so many on like Netflix and stuff. Like I will literally just go through and watch psychological thrillers. But yeah, all time it's the Parent Trap, and and then there were none. There's a lot. I, lo- I love that. So basically, what you're saying is that if I ever want to watch any psychological thrillers and I'm not sure, I can mm-hmm. literally just go, "Hey, Ella, have you heard of this mm-hmm. movie? Is it any yep. good?" Mm-hmm. Pretty much, and same with uh, TV shows. That that's a whole other rabbit hole. There's so many. Oh, I take it you like to watch like Criminal Minds and see uh-huh. if it's, it's CSI and things like that. SVU is my, one of my favorites. Yes, I do. Uh-huh. How did you know? Um, I guess like because you were saying that you love your your psychological thrillers yeah. and that. I was like, ah, she she must be an SVU girl. 
I'm going to suggest something to you because I think you'll like it. It's kind of a mix of like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, it's like a thriller, also kind of horror mixed with like dystopia. It's called Glitch. It's on Netflix. It's an Australian series. It's basically, I love it so much. And I'm so sad they only had three seasons. They ended last year, but basically, um, there's this cop in Australia and then he's called to like a courtyard graveyard where there has been seven disturbed like graves and come to find out that seven people who died like various like years ago have come back to life and somehow and then they're trying to navigate and like hide them and figure out how they got there and like what to do with them and then so it goes about where um like the people are their memory comes back and they're learning how they died and why they've been brought back. And it's just like, it's it's an amazing series. You get to know these characters so well. And the ending is so sad, but uh, I highly recommend watching glitch on Netflix. It's really, really good. I love it. You have sold that one to me. So I will literally be checking that one out. I'm actually looking for something to watch now that I finished chilling adventures of Sabrina. So I will watch that. Uh, if you don't fall in love with Kirsty and Charlie, you are lying to yourself. Um, just a heads up. Like, oh, my God. Oh, I love it. But Note I to dig- self, Kirsty and Charlie. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> it's like, I feel like it's one of those underrated, like, series that, like, not a lot of people, like, have heard of or, like, watch. But I'm like, you guys need to watch if you're, like, into that stuff. It's a mix of, like, a lot of stuff. It's like a oh, yeah. drama, mystery, horror kind of. I don't know how to explain it, but also, like, supernatural. It's really, really cool. Some of the underrated shows are the best mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they get canceled too soon or like end too soon. And I'm like, what are you doing? I know, right? I was so devastated when they, they finished Ash versus Evil Dead because I mm-hmm. felt like they mm-hmm. hadn't even scratched the surface of that show. Yeah, there's another one called um, Frequency. And then there's another one. The Society just got canceled and I was looking forward to season two. Frequency is a good one, too. Um, but that got at least they so they canceled it after one season, but the, then they kind of gave like a short epilogue to give like the viewers mm-hmm. some closure, but it wasn't like as uh, dramatic or the payoff as it could have been, you know, I don't know. I hate when, when I hate when shows do that where they don't give you that payoff. Mm-hmm. Or they or they do that 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 belittling thing where it's like mm-hmm. oh well the fans like uh, this couple that, that that keep getting shipped uh, let's just find them together at the end yeah. but not actually give uh, a great reason for it just cause yeah. or they like leave you on a cliffhanger and then you find out that the show's canceled it's like well I wanted to know I was invested in this. <laughs> I was invested in that me, show. Don't get me started on it. There's so many shows that I started and I was looking forward to because they're like, yeah, it's going to come out like next year. And then you find out it gets canceled. It's like, why are you wasting my time? And you're like, I'll just crawl <laughs> into my hole and I'll just write fan fiction about it then. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, or you just, yeah. Or you can just go look up and then some people make like theories and like fan fiction about it. That's a, that's another thing I sometimes oh, do. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I've done the exact same. I fell into that, that wormhole. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's like you get lost in the, the conspiracy theories mm-hmm. and, and such. And it's like, uh, like I'm, I'm trying to think of an example. Like, oh, in fact, earlier on, I was looking up like Sabrina because mm-hmm. uh, I was like, they, they better continue this in the comic book series, and and mm-hmm. they are. 
And uh, it was like conspiracy theories. It was, why did this happen to Sabrina? Uh, why shouldn't she have been with such and such? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was just falling down these rabbit holes. Mm-hmm. I've done that too. Looked up conspiracy theories for shows, but I digress. I could go on and on. <laughs> oh, me too. <laughs> now, lastly, what are some of your female inspirations, whether it's in your personal or professional life that inspire you or empower you the most? Right, uh, the inspire or empower me the most. That is a great question to end on. Uh, I really need to think about this one. Because we are all about hashtag girl power here on a Wrestling Gal. Hashtag girl power. I totally agree. All right, I'll go for my professional ones first because the okay. uh, first, first one that I have to say is Joan Jett. Mm-hmm. We love Joan Jett. She's a massive influence on me. Uh, mm-hmm. She's actually one of the reasons why I dye my hair black, in fact. Oh, okay uh that that's where that little nod mm-hmm. comes from uh i also actually learned to play guitar because of her as well oh, that's so there's a a beach fact little uh little uh hidden guitarist that's a hidden talent this is like a total side note but it's like uh my guitar it's like i've got a, a sunburst les paul guitar mm-hmm. and it's my pride and joy i saved up money and bought it myself and like one of the one of the the strings and one of the the notches on it have came off and I'm devastated so I need to get it fixed because like my boyfriend was like oh we could just get you another one I'm like no I saved up for this one myself Mm -hmm. like I will pay to get it fixed it's the principle Mm -hmm. (laughs) but uh, I digress Uh, (laughs) she really defined rock and roll and Joan like made a difference for women in the industry, yes. which is a very empowering thing to do. Uh, so she inspired me to stand up for what I believe in and strive to make a difference in whatever I do. And my other uh, inspiration, in, in professionally speaking, are the Bella Twins. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really admire their work ethic and their minds for business. Uh, I mean, look at the empire that they've made for right. themselves. It's impressive. Yeah, like, what is it? A wine company, a podcast, mm-hmm. uh, two reality TV mm-hmm. shows, uh, fashion line, uh, mm-hmm. Birdie Bee. And they have a I book. They have yeah. a book. Uh, I think they've got something else in the works as well. I feel like I'm missing something out because they, they, they've just done so much, which is mm-hmm. amazing. But uh, again, I digress. Uh, just seeing two women like them who work as hard as they do and how much they've achieved is amazing um they show women like me that you can have a career and you can Mm -hmm. have a family without having to sacrifice one or the other and I think that in itself is pretty empowering oh absolutely it's really encouraged me uh, because someday I would love to have marriage and children Mm -hmm. so it's good to know that if I don't want to I don't need to give up my career and I can be a working mum or if I don't if I don't want a career as well like that, that's also fine. But either way, uh, I'm, I'm still an empowered woman regardless, you know. You can be a boss beach. That's that. It can be a boss beach. <laughs> and uh, in terms of my personal life, uh, one that really sticks out to me and I have to say is my wrestle ma, Jayla Dark. Yep. She really inspires mm-hmm. me. Uh, I feel like it, it would be a hindrance or uh something along those lines like a disappointment if I didn't mention her I I was expecting um, you to say her so I'm glad you did I don't mean like a hindrance or disappointment to her I mean to myself like because I love her so much Mm -hmm. but um 
like she had an amazing wrestling career and mm-hmm. she did everything that she wanted to achieve and it was her way without sacrificing her own integrity mm-hmm. she did like amazing things like she was first female's champion she she went to ice ribbon in japan yeah. and 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 as i said she, she did it all without sacrificing her integrity and that's how i want to be as a wrestler i want i want to make sure that i earn everything that i get i work hard for it and not compromise my beliefs or myself in the process. Mm-hmm. And she really taught me not to be afraid to be myself and not care what others think of me and never be afraid to try. And she's just the best and I love her so much for it. It's always great to have a person that you can look up to, especially in something that you're so passionate about and like genuinely have them be a positive role model and kind of lead you down a good path. And mm-hmm. then to for them to like look out for you and then like, don't you, I think, is it called Pixel Beaches? Pixel Beaches, that's yeah. right. And then like you get to like work with her and like collab. I, it's such a cool feeling. Um, so I'm very glad that me and you have people that we can look up to in this industry that we're passionate about that are positive and like getting to actually work with them and like talk with them because not a lot of people get to do that, you know, get to like yeah. talk to their heroes and like actually learn from them like one on one, you know, like on hand, if that makes sense. Oh, I, wa- I wonder, Ella, who your hero is that you have oh, worked with. Have- have- oh, I have no idea. Oh, I have no idea. Does her does her name bring with Vicky? Yes, it does. <laughs> Shout out to Mickey James. Like yeah. she she is an awesome boss beach as well. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of people get to do that. So yeah, very grateful for that. Um, but Emily, before I let you go again, can you please tell the listeners where they can find you on all your social medias? Yes, I certainly can. I will start off with Instagram because I always get that one wrong. So I have it right <laughs> in front of me. <laughs> it is under slash Emily Hayden under slash for Instagram. And for my Twitter, it is at Emily Hayden under slash UK. On Facebook, it's Emily Hayden, just as easy as that. You'll see you'll see my beach face pop up. And uh, now I get to do my Twitch. I always forget, like, I can do Twitch now as well. Uh, so... Let's see if I can get this right. It is twitch.tv forward slash tweetspeech under slash Emily Hayden. And you'll get to see me playing games. I always give updates as well on my social medias for uh, like at least an hour before I go live. So uh, no one will miss out, put it that way. <laughs> I just thought of something really funny as you were saying that since you are known as like the beach of everything, do you have a resting beach face? I just thought of that and I thought it was really funny. I need to know. I do have a resting you beach do. face. In okay. fact, if you, if you ask my boyfriend about it, he has become acquainted with that very well. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of it. I'm like, oh, wait, does she? Um, but thank you so much for joining me today again, Emily. It's been a long time, but it's been so fun to chat with you again. I've been so happy being able to actually get to, I know we've been meshing back and forth mm-hmm. as well, but it's been nice to actually talk with you yeah. again. Especially since you're across the pond you know we don't get to like be in person but you know stay safe with everything too i know like the world is in shambles right now but i hope everybody stays safe over there in europe america everywhere thank you again emily thank you again you stay safe as well